Hey all, welcome to another episode of Obsessed. This is Jules, and today we are replaying an episode that we were proudly guests on, Rise Up with Dragon, with our friend, Dr. J.C. Dornick, or as he is known throughout the world, Dragon. It was truly an enlightening conversation where we spoke about the verge of change and why we are so obsessed with this space, the space where you kick fear in the face and you take that leap of faith. How do you do it? How do you make real change in your life? Find out here, listen to our guest appearance on Rise Up With Dragon, and guys, get obsessed with your life. with Dragon Podcast with your host, Dragon! Great afternoon again, world, because our guests have been coming from western parts of the country and the, the whole morning thing gets changed up. So great morning to everybody that started off the day the right way. This is your boy Dragon coming to you with another episode of the Rise Up with Dragon podcast slash show. Just as a quick reminder, and there's a reason behind it, this is a podcast that is being recorded and that will be edited and all the times that Dragon says things like right and right and mm and all that stuff will be gone. But we also stream this live. Interesting history behind that. The reason why we stream this live, we're streaming live right now on YouTube, Instagram, and the Rise Up with Dragon Facebook page. The main reason I did that, it actually had nothing to do with success. It actually had to do with personal growth. I actually was pushing myself into this place where I would be like purposely uncomfortable and uncertain. So that's it's an interesting little uh, historical fact in the Rise Up with Dragon show is I did that to make myself uncomfortable, to force myself to grow. But now it's like a thing. So we have all the video footage and stuff. And that's fun because that's the, the uncut version. So welcome to another edition of the Rise Up with Dragon podcast. And this one is really, really cool. This is called On the Verge of Change. Now, let me tee this up the right way. This is the first time in the history of this podcast and show that we're going to have multiple guests on here. We're going to not only one or two, but we're going to have three other guests and they're waiting and they'll be out here. And these are the crown and compass coaching girls. I refer to them as the obsessed girls, but now we're, we're thinking about calling them dragons, angels. Well, we'll see. We're not sure about that yet, but just serendipitously, one of the things that I love to observe is how things unfold. I'm on this thing called Clubhouse, which is an awesome audio platform. You can find me at Make Sense. But I was just randomly in a room, and that's where I met one of our, our guests, and she is the visionary of Crown & Compass Coaching, and that's Julie. Um, and you'll meet all of them in a second. But what's, it's, what's really cool is, you know, it's like uh, in Hamilton, they say that song is called A Room Where It Happens. It's like, I think we're always in the room where it happens, but I think that when you are awake and conscious of things and you notice little things rather than just let them fly by. One example I love to give, I think this happens to all humans. 
is, you know, you'll get out of your car in a garage and you'll see somebody like a, a man, a wife and his, and his child get out of a car right next to you. And for whatever reason, you'll notice that. And then like seven hours later, you'll be sitting next to them in a restaurant. I think a lot of people notice those things, but they don't do anything about them. Well, Dragon always does things about those things. So as a result of that, one of our guests, Julie, and I became friends, and it's just cascaded into this like fun thing where we have a clubhouse room together. We've got plans to do a retreat together. Julie's helping me with the publishing of my book. So it's just so awesome. So I just wanted to start off with that because you're going to have something like that happen today. And it's up to you to choose how you respond to it. You can either say, hey, that's weird. I'm out of here. Or you can be like, excuse me, who are you? And did you notice that we met in a garage eight hours ago? So welcome, everybody. We're going to bring these women up here. And there they are. So these are the Crown and Compass coaching girls uh, or the obsessed girls or the dragon's angels. We're not sure. But what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about a really, really cool topic. And it's the verge of change. Keyword that interests me is the word verge. Very interested in this word verge. But what I want to do is I want to start off with a little bit of background. So I'm going to ask uh, Julie Loken to come because she is kind of the visionary in the background and she's got an amazing set of skills, just like Liam Neeson in uh, Taken, right? She'll call you and she'll say, I have a certain set of skills. But Julie is an amazing person, uh, one of the most trustworthy and just talented people I've ever met. So Jules, I'd love you to come out here and just tee it up and just let us know how you know, the three of you came together and we'll integrate Mika and uh, Tia into the fold and then we'll get into this topic. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Dragon, or should I say, thank you, Charlie, Dragon, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> if you don't know it, it's the iconic 70s show with Farrah Fawcett and they're always on missions. And I see us, Tia, Mika and I as always on a mission to do something better, to make the world a better place. And it was not a simple game plan, if you will. This was never on my radar. What I saw when I met Tia and Mika was, were two amazing human beings. And I met them actually, Dragon. I met them because I was their coach. I was their coach. And they too, as I was, we were on the, all on the verge of change. And we recognized that we were really obsessed with this tipping point, if you will, this precipice of being on the verge of change and the choices you do have. So thank you for having us, Charlie. I don't know about Charlie, but... Charlie. So, so here's what's interesting about that. And I want more from you on that because it's kind of like uh, one of the things that I've been talking about recently is what does it mean to be a leader? This is actually a cool topic that we can get into in Clubhouse as well. But very often leaders, the perception is, is that leaders go in a direction and have followers. Like a lot of people actually think that you can't be a leader without a following. But what's interesting is when you look at that idea of the student becoming the master, student becoming the teacher. So what I love about your story already is the, this idea that your first interaction with these, your partners now began with that, but you've obviously watched them move, because this is where we're going to go with this. You watch them move from the verge of change mm -hmm. to change. And then you guys came mm -hmm. together and you're now helping other people change. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? How did that unfold in your, like, where did the idea for you guys to partner 
come from? Like, when did you notice that? I mean, I would assume it wasn't the day that you started helping them. No, in the back of my mind, I was always a visionary. And I honestly, I always knew I wanted to have a holistic coaching company that really encompassed the whole person. And I knew it wasn't going to be just me. And I knew intuitively that it would unfold, that they would come to me. And being a coach, quite honestly, I get to see a vantage point that most people don't get to see prior to bringing a team together. I knew their strengths and weaknesses. So nothing is a surprise to me. And I knew that Tia's strengths could bounce off of Mika's and of mine. And that together, we, we the three of us, are very holistic in terms of a team. Yeah, I love that. And to your credit, and I'm sure that they are now doing the same thing, you needed to remain open to that. It's like, and you know, what's interesting about this topic we're going into is this verge. You said you guys were all on the verge. The first thought into my mind is that when you move from the verge of something to actually having it become a reality, the first step is you have to become open. You can't be closed-minded. You can't be judgmental and things like that. You had to openly look and consider things. You know, you had to be considerate of the fact that something could unfold. So Jules, why don't you pass it to Mika by just reminding us how you met Mika? And because Mika kind of represents the confidence factor in this. Uh, she's, I think you called her your soul sister or something like that. So how did you, how did you first? Another mister. There you go. How did you meet her? And then, and then Mika, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, what I really want to say about Mika is she just is the epitome of strength. And when I met her, she was looking, she's a serial entrepreneur. She develops businesses left and right. And when I met her, I think, and I'll let her speak more on it, but I think us as humans, we all are on a journey. We're all going through things. And so many people don't reach out for help. So many people just decide to either throw in the towel or, or suffer in silence. And both of these women, even though they weren't exactly sure who I was or how we would come together in a coaching capacity, they were at that point where they realized that the pain of being stuck, the pain of just where they were far outweighed the fear of the fear of the unknown or the fear of change. So Mika I met, she called me years ago and I'll let her take it from there because there's some a lot of funny stories with us. A lot of funny stories. So Mika, let's hear your vantage point there. But, you know, just as a side note, it's just this is the way the dragon brain works. Another little thing that I just heard, which is a big thing, is that concept of, you know, Martin Luther King called it the fierce urgency of now. Once again, moving from the verge into reality. And what he meant by that is like, there's certain things that, you could say their time has come, but there's certain things that like you move from things that you want to see happen, then you move to another level where you need them to happen. But then there's this other level where they must happen. So I just heard that from you. I love that. So Mika, come share with us. Yes, yes. So I remember this like two years ago. I was, uh, I'm so happy that I found Joel's and yes, yeah, she is a sister from another mister. What drove me to look for a coach is a lot of reasons that a lot of people go and seek a coach. Feeling lost, feeling like you've been running around the same tree like 40 times, maybe 100 times. And although I was, you know, successful uh, doing Miami Swim Week, 
uh, Fort Lauderdale Fashion Week and all of these editorials for fashion and successful there, I changed careers and became a vegan baker. And that was a new experience. And wait, wait, hold on a second, because this is something we got to figure something out here. Like, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> how, how did you go from uh, editorials and fashion and the, 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 these magazines and all these successful things? And don't just say like, oh, yeah, and I became, you know, and, and you're also very good at it. I, I believe you just won a, a big, big award and an accolade. So just yeah. t- tell us how that happened. Thank you. Yeah, we were just awarded Best Vegan. And uh, that was, that's awesome. That just came out. So I got tumors and uh, my health declined rapidly. So I think it was, it was a mismanagement of stress, emotions. Mm. And although I look calm on the outside, I was crazy stressed inside. I just was mismanaging stress. And I think I caused myself to become sick and and eating dairy and uh, all these other things, uh, meat contributed to the growth. So I went vegan and that helped me tremendously. And at the same time, I started to explore the whole mind-body connection and understanding myself a bit more and diving more inwardly instead of looking outwardly towards people, trying to understand myself a bit more. And I cared so much also for the the bakery business. I wanted to know, okay, I need to fix this. Something's not right. And I reached out. I said, it's time for me to get a coach. As competent as I felt that I could manage myself, I was still getting the same results, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners find themselves in the same position where you know, you know what to do and, and how to do it, but we're just not doing it. And I think that's a perfect time to call a coach. So I uh, reached out to Jules and, um, and I think the funny story Jules wants me to say is I was, I wanted a, a black coach. I wanted a, a woman first and I wanted a, I wanted a black woman, someone that would connect with me. I didn't really find that. So I found Jules. And so and then I, uh, one of the first questions I asked her was like, are you, do you believe in women empowerment? So I was just asking her a series of questions and then I liked her right off the back and we connected and that was uh, November we'll make two years ago. So just quickly, so many things right there, because what I'm hearing, and this is one of the most powerful things that can happen to a human is when they, they experience moving from the dark to the light, Right. And I just learned something. I mean, I, I thought I knew these women pretty well. I mean, they're dragons, angels, but little little did I know there's more to it. But um, when somebody does move, and this is a big part of the verge, right? When somebody moves from the dark into the light, like, you know, you had a career change. And then now I understand why you're so passionate about the vegan diet and the bakery and everything like that. It wasn't just like an, another business idea. It was something that you wanted to pay forward. So paying something forward is way, way different. You know, that's where you get the currency of goodwill. But you just made me think about, because on the dating scene, Dragon was highly unsuccessful at dating until I met Mika, not this Mika, my Mika. Ironic how they had the same name. Um, That was another part of us moving from the verge of being friends to being friends. But think about this. When you're on the dating scene, people go, well, what's your type? But think about it when you're looking for a coach, because you said you were looking for a black woman and, and all this stuff. Like, what's your type? 
when you're looking for a coach, you'll notice that the answer to that question would probably be more about how you feel when you're speaking to them and, and what is going to be accomplished, right? Exactly, because you really can't judge a book by its cover and the conversations, being able to connect, having that human one-to-one conversation says it all. Are they paying attention to me? Are they hearing me? Are they just judging? Are we connecting? So there's a lot that goes in. So definitely can't judge a book by its cover. And uh, I'm glad that I did it. I did, but I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap. And then the serendipitous part of it, timing and the weirdness of it. I remember when I met Jules, it wasn't just like, oh, she said some nice things and she seems talented. It was also timing. So I would assume, and this is important because it's very much part of this topic, and I'd love to hear it from you, Mika, before we go to Tia. Was there something unique about how it unfolded that made it make sense to you? I want to say yes, because in our conversation, she, it felt as if she, she was present. It felt as if she was present and especially at a time when a client is looking for a coach, they're feeling lost, they're feeling confused, they're feeling like they don't have anyone to turn to. Even if they have a spouse or a partner, they feel like they can't really, their spouse or partner doesn't understand them, can't connect with them. So they're feeling vulnerable and they're feeling like there's no one that is listening or can't understand where they're coming from. So at that moment, two years ago, November, when I connected with Jules, I felt that. I felt heard. I felt like she was present. And that did it for me, being present. And um, it says a lot because not too many people can be present. They can be here, but their mind is, is literally elsewhere, thinking about their lunch, their dinner, their next client, their next meeting. With Jules, it wasn't that. I could tell she was present. And that made a big difference for me. And it was perfect. I assume also in that, because those are all the things you were looking for, your type. She unveiled herself like that. And the reason why I keep going over this, this is a big part for people, because people have these concepts about like the timing needs to be right. They have to believe in themselves. They have to be motivated. All the moons have to be in alignment. But I would also assume that you were ready as well. As she was ready to receive you as a partner one day, there was something about that timing as well that just said like, hey, this makes sense, right? Yes, definitely that. I was ready. I was more than ready. And some clients will reach out to you and they'll say they're ready, but they're still not committed. They're not ready. But maybe they're just on the verge of change. But definitely it's, I was in a mindset where I was ready. Like, let's go. I'm ready to transform. And, and I did. So many great things has come out in the last two years. Awesome. Mika was ready to walk the walk and talk the talk, not just talk the talk. She's ready to take action. So that's a big component. Now her story from Tia's story is a lot different and you'll hear. So let's, well, let's tee up Tia. Let's tee up the angel. So, so how did you come to meet Tia? Oh, well, it was pretty, it was an ordinary day in January. I don't remember what year, but we had a nice conversation and I remember hanging up the phone and thinking, hmm, I don't think that girl really liked me. Now, mind you, when I do have conversations, typically it's a very positive conversation, but I felt like she didn't, I don't know, she wasn't, I don't want to say into me, she wasn't into me, but 
maybe I didn't make the connection I should have. And she hired me. So I'm like, okay, this is great. Maybe I was wrong. And I would say for several months, I'll let Tia tell the story, but I was like, yeah, I don't really think she likes me, but that's okay. And now I just love her to death. I just want to squeeze her and hug her and love her forever. But was she ready? When I met her, she was on the verge of change. She was young. She was lost. She knew what she wanted to do. And typically everybody does know what they are meant for. Everybody knows. Do you ever have that feeling like since you were a little kid, you were meant for something more? When you look around at your life, you're just, Mm. I know I meant for more. But you just kind of dismiss that feeling. So... Tia had recognized this at a very young age, early 20s, that she knew she was meant for more. And I'll let Tia take it from here, but she's amazing. Go ahead, Tia. Thanks, Jules. I do remember the conversation with Julie when I first talked to her. I definitely had like a list of questions I wanted to ask. I had a plan for the conversation and I was standoffish 100%. I had no idea what to expect when reaching out to a coach. And I honestly hadn't even known anybody in my life that has reached out to a coach. So I was just skeptical about spending money on investing in myself and not totally knowing what I was going to get out of it. But there was something in me that I knew that I needed this extra push behind me because I was at a place in my life. I had just turned 25 and I moved back home and I called it my quarter life crisis at the time because I had been living a life that I felt was it wasn't up to what I knew I could have. And I knew I had this desire of knowing my worth and knowing I deserved more, but I I didn't know how to get it. And so I decided to move home. I changed so much about my life. I started to put myself in positions and in situations that made me uncomfortable because I was pursuing my personal development and personal growth. But I got to a point where I kind of hit a wall where I'm like, okay, I feel like I've done everything. I am filling up my schedule with stuff that does make me feel fulfilled and felt like I had a purpose, but I yet I knew there was something more that I needed assistance, outside guidance, and maybe a fresh set of eyes on helping me see what is in me and help bring out that confidence to pursue a different career, to put myself out there and really start being vulnerable and sharing my story with other people. That's awesome. And you know, all I'm thinking right now is what it would be like for because I mean we've got Jules who's kind of the the visionary and she's also is, is involved in, in publishing books and stuff and she's got this big vision and I've never met anybody in my life that follows through like Jules. No pressure to follow really? through from no, now. No, but really that's shocking to me. Yeah. Dragon. No, it's true. And, and, that, and that who do you hang out with that doesn't they don't follow through. Well I, I don't want to say because then they'll feel bad. I know who it is. I <laughs> no. Know. But I'm being serious and Mika and and Tia know what I'm talking about. I've just, it was very rare. So I'm just looking at the trio as like these big arms that come and hug somebody when they come in because you've got Jules, that's the visionary and she's, and and just that amazing follow through and so many different talents. I mean, I I was on their podcast one time and all of a sudden I was like in a cartoon with, I I was like, what, how did they do that? And then you've got Mika who has, been through some stuff. I mean, we've all been through some stuff. So I mean, like Mika, I have such a newfound respect for your strength and everything. I didn't know that. But obviously, that's why you're the confidence person. You know, it's like confidence. Thank you, Dragon. Confidence is not something you read about and like practice. It's something that you develop. It's like a muscle. And then we've got Tia, you know, and Tia and I share this in common. You know, I, I always say only on a healthy body rests a healthy mind. 
So Tia is like super, super passionate about health and nutrition and everything. And one of the struggles that I see out there, because I'm a massive, massive consumer of personal growth and self-development, I've actually, what it is that I'm uncovering now with my systems is all about fixing the, the holes in the bucket and stuff. So I know what's out there. It's a lot of good stuff out there, but there's very, very little full-scale follow-through. So what you guys are doing, you know, is just like the mind, body, soul component of it is, I think it's what everybody's looking at. And what's interesting is when people are on the verge, one of the reasons that they stay on the verge, and you know what's interesting about the verge, by the way? The verge is like, it's kind of like a safety zone and a barrier. Like, thank God for the verge. Imagine if there was no verge and you just like, as soon as you decided to do something, you had to do it. No, you don't have to do that. You'd be on the verge of change. Like I'm about ready to, I call them gonna butts. I'm gonna, but so all of that stuff is happening. So when people do get to that point, and I'd love one of you to speak about this. When somebody does get to the point of saying, like, I'm on the verge of change, I would assume one of their struggles, which makes them stay there rather than take action, is they don't really know where to start. I love that quote, on a healthy body, rest a healthy mind, because I believe in one scenario, if somebody gets their physical in Tia's world, if somebody gets their physical in order, their mind will become more open and clear and things like that. So I'd love you to speak about what you see people struggling with and maybe give us a little bit of insight and in how somebody can move from that safe zone of the verge, right, to action. What's the first step? How does somebody get started with change? Well, I mean, and you guys just jump in because they're just as schooled as I am on this topic, but you're not going to change until you are 100% ready. And I always say I'm of the ilk, I'm of the, of the school of thought that you just do it don't think, just do, like a burpee. We can tend to overthink things so much, but you know when you just cannot be in that space, ruminate and live the life that you're living right now, you just do it. It's like jumping out of a plane. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to jump out of a plane, but just your mindset. You have to stop thinking and start just feeling it. And having a concierge, meaning Tia, Mika, and I, guide you through it because your life is not in a vacuum. Funny enough, a lot of people come to me. The gateway I say is coming to me saying they want career entrepreneurial development help. But within one or two conversations, it's like, yeah, and I'm getting divorced. Mm. So we do not live in a vacuum. We have to take care of just if you, your health. And if your health is not up to par, your relationship suffers, your career suffers. So Yes. Do you guys want to add to that? I think you're spot on, Jules. And it really has to come from an internal want of change. You can't rely on external circumstances or external pressures to make you change either. Making sure you figure out what are my values and how can I start living within those values in all areas of my life. And kind of what Jules touched on, I feel like when people come to me, they first come for just weight loss. They want to see the scale and the, the number on the scale move. But really, after a while, we start un uncovering their relationship with food and what really lies underneath. And that's when the personal development stuff starts to kick in and dragging your spot onto the on a healthy body, rest a healthy mind. And when we start with working on our physical body, then it opens up those gates to being more 
oh, well, maybe I can make changes elsewhere. Maybe I don't have to have a fixed mindset. Maybe I can be open to changing the way I've been viewing things and really identify what is my current reality and what do I want it to actually be? And is my current reality aligned with those values that I have set in place? That's so true. And to add to that is that it's great, is internal. Like Tia said, the change, the desire to change, it all comes from you. So if I want to change my life, I take the action. I have the desire. I, I take those steps. And sometimes for some reason, we're too afraid to actually make the change for whatever reason. We're like, uh, I'll start tomorrow. I don't need to do it now. I'm, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I, I have to go do this. I have to go to bed. I need to watch TV. I need to relax my brain, relax my mind. We have so many excuses around, centered around, as soon as we say we want to change, I want to be more confident. I want to change careers. I want to lose weight and be more healthy. And then those excuses just ride. They just ride in on a horse and surround us. And now we're back to just the same day, every day looks the same. And we move further and further away from the action of change. What helps is definitely wanting to change, but also is actually seeking out those positive influences. You want to surround yourself. If you're that person that wants to change and you realize that it's really crucial, you're tired of every day being the same and you want to make those change Definitely surround yourself with positive influences. Make sure the people around you, they echo the change that you want to see in your own life. So definitely get a coach. You definitely want to get a coach. And like Tia's story, Tia said that she's never really, she, you know, the idea of getting a coach to help her with her life, it felt foreign, it felt different. And same thing for me, it felt different. But the benefits outweigh all the reasons, like the benefits just support you and the mission that you want to have in your life. Definitely get a coach and surround yourself with positive influences of people that's going to support the change, not people that want to hold you down and keep you imprisoned to the life that you don't want to live. People that's going to uh, reflect the life that you don't want to live. So be mindful of that and then walk towards the proper steps of changing your surroundings. And we can always tell. I know so clearly, like if Dragon comes in and I ask him, who are the five people that are your best friends? Who are the five people that you consider your, the circle around Dragon, if you will? And if he told me, you know, it was, you know, I don't know, tell us Dragon, who are the five closest people? And we can tell you who Dragon is. So you're, you're going to put me on the spot? Yeah. Hmm. Turn the table. So the question is, is who are the five closest people mm -hmm. or my five best friends? Your five biggest influences in your life right now. Biggest Currently. influences. Oh, well, that's easy. Uh, well, not so, including the five on your wall. So, right, right. So, I mean, and I was going to, next question was, is are they alive or dead? Because I would say Martin Luther King, you know, real Mandela. People. Okay. Well, careful. They're real people. They're just dead. So obviously my three kids, because I, everything I do is centered around them. I would say at this current reality, my wife, you know, because I spend 
23 hours a day with her. And then I would say, I don't, I don't really have a specific, well, I would say dragon, you know what I mean? Like my name's JC Dornick, but I'm this guy dragon is who I, I speak to every day and I bounce things off of. So I would say my three kids, my wife and dragon. So that's who I hang out with all the time. So if, you know, if you were just to enter into coaching with us, I asked you that question, how would I perceive dragon right now that his closest influences, the circle that he envelops himself with are his three children, his wife, and for lack of better words, himself. So I would say that you, everything revolves around your family. Every decision you make revolves around your family and that your influences are directed completely from who the people you're having conversations with. So are you willing to take risks that would risk your children being unsettled or risk them taking a big move or your wife or would upset your wife? Because when you make a decision, everything revolves around those, that circle of five. So going forward, your next big step, whatever that would be, you are making your choices and judgments based on Dragon, perhaps who you see Dragon is and who you see. And no one's ever said themselves, by the way. I just want to say that to you, Dragon. I mean, you've never asked that question to someone that calls himself Dragon. That's true. But how would you guys see it? But it tells me like in terms of your decision making, how you navigate your life. And let's say one of those people were someone who is nefarious, someone that gets in a lot of trouble, I would say, okay, well, this is where his energy is going. But your energy is very centered around family. And all your decisions are centered around your family. I often like to take it one step further and really create connections, someone one or two steps ahead of me in the game of whatever game or goal I have. And mind you, it's not all about the end game. It's not about the goal because it is a journey. And it's also not focusing so much on a target, but focusing holistically and focusing on the holistic journey. You know what I love about this? And it's not like I've never had anyone ask me that question, but when you just did it, and I think people listening to this will feel the same way. I went to a different place in my mindset. The way I look at it, and I spent most of my life walking around with what I call a big bag of bullshit. And the big bag of bullshit is like, like first cousins and, or brother and sister with The Verge. <laughs> they work together, right? Because I could be on the verge of something all the time, which I always was, you know, and I, and I always watched my parents. They were always on the verge of something the verge of a breakthrough. That's why we always spend so much time and money on like trying to break through. We're trying to get out of the verge, right? But if you're carrying around your big bag of bullshit, which is kind of your past, right? And your excuses and stuff, all you have to do is reach in and identify why you cannot step out until something is more valuable. And that's what, when you ask that question, and I said, my three kids, I started mentioning things that were more important to me than me. So for me, that's how I, because if, if you go back and hear my story about how I moved from the verge into actual change, it's when I started to do it and connect it to things that were more important to me than myself. So that's a great, great question. Is that kind of like an entry level question that you ask people, Jules? Uh, Absolutely, because that just sets the tone. It's an assessment, if you will. And I'm privy to a little more information perhaps than uh, me and Mia, me and Tika, Tia and Mika. But making that 
just assertive and intentional effort to not focus on JC, mm. not focus on JC, but rather the dragon. And you're at that tipping point and you know that you're screwing up. You know that you're, it's mistake after mistake and you just can't do it anymore. But when you make choices in alignment with the most important circle around you with it, that are centered on your core value systems as you know it, you're making choices that changed your world, literally changed your world. Mm. And we know that. So that's pretty yeah. powerful and as I, see, I think about that. And Carol is asking a question. She says, so wait a second. So JC and Dragon are different. You know, what's, it, what's interesting is I think we all have an alter ego, right? And I don't know if you normally do this, but you just referred to Mika and Tia as Tika. I'm going to call them Tika from now. And that's cool. I like that. But this alter ego is this version of myself. And I think we all have a version of ourselves. You might not have named it, but it's a version of myself that makes right decisions, that's not afraid, that is afraid and does it anyway and stuff. So that's why I talk to him all the time. And I would assume that some people would think that's crazy. And that's probably why I'm successful, because I'm crazy and abnormal. So I love where we're going with this. So we have this kind of entry level thing where people can start talking about, because we're still on the verge when you're talking to somebody about it. You, they start to make some findings, right? And they start to say, hey, that makes sense. I call that the jacuzzi experience. In fact, people listening to this right now are in the jacuzzi. They're like, this is awesome. All I have, so they're going to leave and they're going to go, all I have to do is call the girls from Crown and Compass, answer a couple questions, and boom, I move from the verge into action. That's awesome. But, B-U-T, right? But, gonna but, everybody brings their butt into it. What's going to happen, and this is just from my experience, what's going to happen is, is as soon as this is over and you have to get out of the jacuzzi and make it a pivotal experience, that's where all the bag is still there, right? So I'd love you to go into that a little bit. And what's interesting is you all three went through it to get to where you're at right now. You had some concepts, you made, you took some risks, you, you made some decisions. So it's easy for you to say, yeah, it's worth it. It's easy to say, you just have to do it. You have to like, but the execution of that requires timing and it requires, so there's got to be a little bit more to the intake process. I know that you guys also have a community like that meets on Wednesday nights. So Talk a little bit about what's going on in there, you know, because you have the observation of people moving from the verge and making change. So what are some of your perceptions that you see are helping people? Because the listener right now, everybody wants to be happier, healthier, and wealthier. They all want the same thing. They pray for it when they go to bed, they wake up and they hope for it every day, right? But it's the execution and the action. They'll take a little bit of action, but then they'll pull back. So when you look at the success formula of people breaking through, what is it that you guys see? Their language changes. Their language about themselves change. They start to identify what that better version of themselves that they want to be. That's one of the first clues. When they start to see that it's possible for them, they start to begin to talk in that manner, see themselves in that way. And what, what's interesting about it is that you didn't really do that to them you're noticing that they start to do it. So part of this on your end is observing and being patient and letting people come through, right? And, exactly. I mean, Mika's so dead on. And quite honestly, it's someone 
a lot of us just need one person to believe in us. Mm. And the power of having one person to believe in your dream, I know has changed so many people's lives, at least in my practice. So yes, the power uh, of belief, someone else cheering you on, as simple as that. I have a, a personal story to share about that. I remember, I can't remember if it was last year, maybe last November, no, because COVID. I think it was uh, November of, 2019 and I was doing a vegan festival and Joel surprised me with ordering a huge banner as a marketing promotional banner to promote for all the vegans and non-vegans that are at the uh, Fort Myers Veg Fest in Florida, that's a which very, happens every that's, year. That's a very Jules thing right there. And yeah, when she did that, that was amazing. Brought me to tears and she came and saw me so she, she visits Florida uh, once or twice a year and she came and saw me with her family and brought me to tears. And so when she ordered the signs, I'm saying the story to say that, um, to kind of piggyback what Jewel said, when it takes someone to believe in you. And so I was overworked, overstressed. I was exhausted. And, you know, when someone is in that mindset, they're just, they're using a lot of masculine energy and they're just doing, doing, doing and not really doing any self-reflection. They're, they're lacking self-awareness. They can't really see what's in front of them. Someone else on the outside can kind of see what mistakes they're making a lot clearer than the person themselves. So that's how I felt. And when Jules ordered this sign for me and she said, I believe in you. Yeah, it melted me. It really melted me. And sometimes that's what it takes. I remember listening to Bob Proctor two weeks ago on YouTube, and he said that when he was 27, he said he felt like a loser and that nothing was going right in his life at all. And the man that became his mentor, he, Bob Proctor said that the fact that he, the, the mentor, believed in him enough, that was enough for him to say, oh, wow, it's possible mm. for me. And so sometimes it takes someone believing in you. That's why it's important to be mindful of who you're associating yourself with and start to associate yourself with other characters that are that represent where you want to be. This is so huge. And, and I'll go to you in a second, Tia, because it's one thing to have somebody believe in you. That's powerful, especially when you don't believe in yourself. But then there's something else going on there as well. And I saw it happen with all of you as you came together. If somebody believes in you to a certain extent, they've put the time in to understand you and get you, not like to get you in, but to get you. I'm pointing at my head. That's part of what it means when somebody says, I believe in you. Because if I just meet somebody and I don't really know who they are, they know that I don't know who they are. And if I say, I believe in you, they'll know it's, it's lip service. But if you put some time and you're asking some of these effective questions and you get to know people and you say, you mean like this? And they go, yeah, that's right. Like that. And then you take that stance. And Mika, you know, what you just shared about, you know, what Jules did for you. The reason why it was so impactful is because you know that she knows you and you know that she cares. That's what made it impactful. If she didn't know you like she did, it might have been perceived as like a tactic to get something, you know. Tia, what were you going to say? I just wanted to piggyback off, off of that because I think that's so true. And what you were just saying too, Dragon, is we have to be seen by this person on another level because they do need to truly see who we are, what we want to accomplish. And when they start believing in us, 
we can start attaching to those beliefs as well. Because I think when we are just trying to push through these self like limiting beliefs on our own, it can be really hard because we're attached to those stories that we've been clinging on to so tightly and to let go feels painful because it's so unknown. And so if we have a mentor, a guide there with us to let us know that it's okay to let go and then we're going to be able to grab onto so much more by rewriting our story and really starting to believe in who we are and who we're becoming and who we're going to be in the future and doing that with very persistent and very clear goals and mindset makes a huge difference. Yeah, I love that. What I'm thinking right now is that you heard me explain the jacuzzi experience. And the the problem with the jacuzzi experience is it's comfortable and most people enjoy it. That's why like when somebody goes to like a Tony Robbins event or something like that, they're like, everything's possible. But then when they go out into the real world, only a fraction of people make it a pivotal experience. But what I like about what you guys are doing is you're kind of inviting people into a jacuzzi that also moves forward, meaning there's a lot of love going on. And I had the opportunity of coming and hanging out on a Wednesday night. Talk a little bit about your community that you guys are creating, because it's pretty powerful because it's the three of you maybe leading this thing, but there's all the other people that are kind of feeding off of each other. How important is community? Well, I'll answer that one, Dragon. What's the name you the call girl. like to something, the squad, it's the obsessed squad. squad? It's called the squad. Here we go. See. Yeah. I, um, and just, I don't have one of those books, by the way. Oh, you know, there'll be one in the mail, ASAP. <laughs> but it really is a community of people who uplift each other. And I wanted to quit. So I started it right after the pandemic. It was March, 2020. I thinking I was going to do this one month. And I had no rhyme or reason. All I knew was that people were crying out for connection. People were crying out for connection. And I said, why, why not use this newfangled thing called Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. That we're on like 24-7 now. But I just invited people. They invited others. And there was really no advertising for it. And it was something that took on a life of its own. It's become the ability to, we've networked, we've built relationships True friends, true friends. And literally after six weeks, I was like, okay, I'm going to end the squad. Nobody would let me quit. I can't, they can't quit me and I can't quit them. But the amazing thing is, is that we got together this summer. I held a retreat up in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And it was literally like, we didn't skip a beat. It's like best friends, a reunion, even though no one had met each other ever. Well, some of us had, but we're talking people from Florida, from Minnesota, from Iowa, from New York, New York, and South Carolina, Carolina, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So from all over the United States, and we all came together in communion and we always continue to uplift. And I'm always thinking, oh, I encounter a situation. I'm like, this might be something that Sarah could really help out with or Renee or Yolandi or Tia, but we've really become a family. And there is no negativity involved. There is no negativity involved in terms of you screw up, we'll pick up the pieces. And one of our friends had, I'll mention her name, uh, maybe I shouldn't. Well, is going through a terrible divorce. It's after custody battle. We all got together. We, as soon as we heard this, we all got together. And with all the advice, I have the legal background, you know, we all came together really to uplift her and help her through the case. So if someone's got a problem, yo, we'll fix it. However, it is about community and surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals and creating authentic connections, ones that you really nurture and put energy into. So that's the squad. 
Wednesday nights, we're only meeting once a month now because it became a lot to do it every single week, a new topic every single week for yours truly, but everybody and anyone's welcome. If you want to establish an authentic connection and network and have a good time. So on that topic, how do people on the verge or how do people out there, whether it's a toe dip or just a direct contact, how should people approach you guys? Just reach out on social media or the website. We do offer free consultation and they have a choice. So on our website and and you've been to the Crown and Compass website, Dragon, people can choose to speak to Tia or Julie or myself. And so they can pick any coach they want or they can pick more than one coach. So um, we book a time, they book a time and we connect. So you can do it through the website with social media and tell us what it is that you're wanting to work on. And we can develop a plan. We get together, discuss and see what we can do to develop a plan. And it's really choose your own adventure coaching. If you remember those books when we were kids. So you'll never know what you'll get, but you know, you'll be supported and uplifted and you'll get her done. You'll get her done, especially with us three for sure. Crown and Compass Life Coaching. Crown and Compass Life Coaching.com and podcast. Wouldn't that be a fun thing to do right now? Podcasting for me, I mean, you're listening to my podcast right now, and it could be the second best podcast in the world, their podcast. So, no, but their podcast is amazing. I had the opportunity of being on it and they have amazing guests, you know, and that's that's just an easy way to get to know them as well. So, guys, where's the podcast? How do we find that? We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Obsessed with Humans on the Verge of Change. We also, on our Crowning Compass Instagram, follow the link tree and any of our personal Instagrams as well. We all have it linked. Here's what I'm going to recommend as we wrap up. First of all, this was a lot of fun. I like this because one of the things I love about podcasts, specifically interviews, is you get to know more about people. Like, you know, even though this is my podcast, I was kind of a guest as well, listening. And I know all three of you even more now, which is cool. I like you more. I didn't know that that was possible. What I would recommend if you're listening or watching, and remember, if you're listening to the podcast, this Rise Up With Dragon, and that's on all the channels. So please check it out. Follow Rise Up With Dragon podcast. But you can also watch these on YouTube, on our Facebook page, and also on my private LinkedIn page. But however you just received this, all the information makes sense. You know, and you, I think everybody understands what it means to be on the verge. I would assume everybody's like, yeah, I'm on the verge, right? But, right, and they're still carrying their big bag of bullshit. What I would recommend that you do is I would pick, just like their website depicts, I would pick the person that you vibe with the most. I would pick the person that is most like you. Maybe their story is similar to you. And just reach out and maybe compliment them first on the podcast or or ask a question or something like that. And then be pleasantly surprised, as I am as a friend of theirs, how easy that is and how just chill and, and friendly that process will be. Because a lot of the reason people stay on the verge and they don't get out of the jacuzzi is they load these concepts about money and difficulty and commitment and getting stuck and all that stuff. You didn't hear any of that with any of these people. So that's not going to happen with you as well. So pick somebody that you vibe with and just start a conversation with that person and become a possibility thinker. The possibility thinker is the person that, that knows that the world is uncertain, 
knows that success is inconvenient and it takes a lot of work, but a possibility thinker says, well, why not me? Why not me? I just heard these ladies tell stories and I I know what's going to happen with Crown and Compass Coaching. I'm watching it unfold, even just in the months that I've known them. So, you know, you're probably not just going to be a client. You're going to probably be part of a movement. So any final words? I want to say, believe in, you mentioned possibility. That's a big word that a lot of us kind of forget when we're going through stress. So for your listeners right now, if you're going through a winter season right now in your life and you feel like no one can relate to you, you're feeling depressed, sad, angry, frustrated, whatever the cause is, want to let you know that there is another season that follows after winter. There is spring. There are other seasons and that believe in a possibility that your life can change. Believe in a possibility that whatever circumstance you're going through is not going to last forever. You do not have to be defined by what you're going through right now, that there is another side of this. You don't have to do it alone. The cool thing with having a coach and just do your due diligence, choose the right coach. You can definitely contact us or just do your due diligence, but you don't have to do it alone. And it's nice to be able to speak with someone with a sympathetic ear. See, what you guys don't know is I actually record the Rise Up With Dragon podcast from a plane. So that's me flying over you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> that was you. Yeah, I'm I sorry. saw a dragon banner. So I'm sorry okay. about it. Yeah, well, you didn't, if you look good. out, you'll just see it's me, dragon. <laughs> it's um, me. Tia, Jules? I would just say that never forget that we were all born worthy. If you have something on your heart, on your mind that you feel like you need to go after, like Mika said, you don't have to do it alone and you deserve to live the life that you're proud of and that you will enjoy waking up to every morning. Yes, of course, we all go through ups and downs and it's not always easy, but it's always worth it in the end. And never forget who you are at your core because that's something you can always go back to and it'll never leave you. Jules? And I will just give accolades to the three of you. I mean, thank you so much, Dragon, Tia, Mika. I adore all of you. But what I want to impart on my last words is that become a student of your life, become a student of your life, that every day you wake up, you have the choice, you have the choice to choose between A and B, understand why you keep choosing A. And maybe tomorrow you'll choose B, become a student, be curious always. Thanks, guys. Life University. Do you know that that's the name of the chiropractic school I went to? Life University. And that was the concept. Yeah. Very cool. Set in Atlanta. Wow. It is. It is. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. So thanks so much. Thanks everybody for listening in. As a reminder, Rise Up a Dragon on iTunes and all that stuff. Give us a rating and review. You can find me on Instagram at Rise Up with Dragon. In fact, if you just look for me as Rise Up with Dragon, you'll find me all over the place. Love and appreciate all three of you. This was a lot of fun and I think it's going to help a lot of people. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And remember, if you learn something today, give it away. That's how it's going to stay. Have a wonderful day. Bye.